it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. guys here we are again episode two howdy folks we uh got a got a new uh cast coming at you for our bayou coverage uh which will be this friday saturday sunday uh in houston texas so we're gonna go ahead and try and get some out to you tonight i literally just landed on a plane came back from california got home and here we are. So lots to go over and lots to cover. So we're we'll ri- roll straight into it with uh, what beer are you guys drinking tonight and what are you drinking out of? Let's go with Mark. Uh, let's see. So I went to the beer store and I picked up some Maui Brewing Company. Uh, they're obviously out of Hawaii. Um. They have a really good bikini blonde, but what I got this time was they've got a German-inspired Kolsch, and so I grabbed that because I love Kolsches, and I've been drinking that, and it's been pretty good drinking it out of the can. All right. Ryan? Uh, I'm working on a Boulevard Imperial Stout X with coffee because I know I'm going to be up late ridiculously tonight trying to get stuff knocked out. Uh, I am drinking it out of a Rognus Snifter because I like Rognus. Ooh. I like Snifters. Well, I literally just got back from California 20 minutes ago, so I went with a uh, one one of my favorites, a jalapeno or uh, yeah, habanero sculpin from Ballast Point. Uh, I like it. Had a had a, had one more left in my fridge. Was feeling it so finishing off uh, my case of that tonight and I'm drinking out of a moonshine GT glass those are little baby glasses they ain't no baby glasses full size <laughs> glass it's just a moonshine cup alright uh, well let's go ahead and roll on into it uh, obviously we all had some hobby time this week because we're uh, you know getting ready for what we have left for Bayou uh, cleaning that up and I know Ryan's probably been hitting the paint harder than anyone else so what you been working on Ryan I'm gonna laugh uproariously but really it's just gonna be a chuckle <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually haven't even unpacked my army from Paul's Carnival of Chaos this is the first time in my GT history that I'm taking the exact same army to two tournaments nice 
with that yeah, you've, said, you've been painting other stuff, though. Yeah, you've I've been, been painting, painting stuff. other stuff. Uh, one of the local stores here in San Antonio, Tabletop Gaming, did a uh, paint contest that was kind of a tight deadline for me because I paint slowly. But I uh, I took a Cromlech Nurgle Demon Prince model and turned it into a Scrag the Slaughterer Avatar of the Great Maw kind of odd conversion thing. I threw it up on my blog this afternoon. Um, it's big. It's nasty. It's glorious. I don't know that it'll win anything, but it's going to be hilariously funny. Um, I'll be taking it to Rock Wars. I know where you got that model from. Uh, I won that model at Lone Wolf. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Prize support from Cromlech. Cromlech, awesome people. They support our tournaments. I support them. Uh, apart from that, I've been basing a bunch of Darklands models and dealing with trying to organize armies for that, which I think we'll get into in a little bit. Cool. Mark? Uh, I've actually done jack shit this week. Um I planned on sitting down to finish off the blades on my Vermin Lord, but that just did not happen with the air conditioning going out and having to drive across the fucking Metroplex to stay with my family so that we didn't overheat the baby. Um, I didn't get any time to paint, so I'm just rolling with what I got. He still looks pretty cool, just he's not fully finished. Uh, and then, yeah, like, work was a bitch this week. And just ate up all my time. I didn't have any time to do anything. I drank a lot, but I didn't have any time to paint. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I'm in kind of in the same boat as Ryan. I had a I had a whole army I was, you know, trying to finish up for the rest of the year and then, you know, just lost inspiration on it. So I'm actually taking pretty much just my masters, demons, just copy, paste, send it in. And uh the only hobby time I did was have to fix all the damage that Southwest did to my army from a while back and fix some little paint chips here and there and get those put together so I can so I can take it to Bayou. But I mean other than that, I've been uh been looking at getting some Kings of War stuff rocking and clean it, cleaning up my hobby area so I can kind of really start focusing on moving and transitioning over to the Kings of War stuff because pretty excited about getting that stuff rolling so uh i mean other other than that it's all pretty much the same stuff i took to master so didn't didn't manipulate anything we'll see how it goes in a non-swedish comp environment i'm just taking it i know there's gonna be a lot harder stuff but it is what it is so with that, uh, go with uh, go over to our games from this week or the past two weeks since our last uh, podcast. What everybody's been, uh, what everybody's been kind of working on and playing, um, whether it's Darklands or Kings of War or yada yada yada. So um, I know Ryan's been doing some uh, some uh, Darklands looked like that's, from his posts. So that's right, I have been. I've gotten about six games of Darklands in in the past two or three weeks. Um, I hadn't played it in a couple of months. I've really been trying to focus on remembering rules and then trying to focus on running games in under three hours because if you're running a demo, no one wants to sit there watching you look right. up stuff. Right. Jesus. So, three hours? Well, I was also playing at a tournament level game. I was playing at 1,500 oh, so to 2,000 gold. Point. Gotcha. And it's super narrative, right? Like the whole thing's like got a huge narrative to the game. 
Oh, yeah. There's a ton of looking up. Okay, I just did this action. What can I do next? Okay, I just flew over you and grabbed someone. What do I do with this model? Oh, cool. I can drop it on this next unit. Okay, I'll do that. Let me see how that works. Um, I'm not going to do a lot of that for the demo. The demo is going to be a lot of here's how you move. Here's how you get in combat. Here's how you fight combat. Um, Here's some cool stuff you can do in combat. Maybe Saturday we'll get into how magic works. Cool. Damn, dude, that's super complex. It's it's very fun. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to teach it effectively to groups of people, but I'm going to do my best. Well, it's going to take like multiple sittings, it sounds like. That's kind of what I'm afraid of, but we'll see. It may pick up a lot easier. I've managed to make a summary document that I'll print out that takes 340 pages of rules and shoves it into about 12 pages. Have you, okay. Have you tried assigning people like okay who who wants to play this list all right i need you to learn these models rules so that when it comes time to actually run the game they know the rules that they're supposed to be playing with i would love to do that the gentleman who normally plays with me is not going to buy you Uh, so i'll be running it all on my own damn so if you guys are volunteering to do it at uh, rock wars we can do that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm down. I'll I'll help you out with one of those. I, I mean, I, I obviously want to see this go down this weekend because I I really like the models and you know I'm cool for the narrative stuff too. To me, it seems like almost like playing out an advanced like Neverwinter Nights campaign or like a D and D or something like that, where you're like you know you're creating a story and then you're gonna fight out the story on the field. You know, that's how our games have gone lately. So, yeah, it seems fun. You know, it seems I don't know that it's like a tournament tactic game where you have like, you know, five games and then you have a tournament, you know, winner and stuff like that. But it's definitely something that I would be interested in playing in a club for sure. So Mm -hmm. it's a nice beer and pretzels game. I think it can be a tournament game, but it's it's like Warhammer is. If you're just picking up Warhammer the first time and you go to a tournament, you're like, what the hell am I doing? Mm hmm. You you have high elves and they do what? And my demons can't hurt that unit because why? Right, yeah. And double anythings is but you you were all miscast, right? No, you don't Wow. Yeah. You know, every army has a bunch of rules. Darklands is different because it takes those rules and puts them all in the main rules. Right. And then every army has one or two units that can do almost anything. Sure. Yeah, and I like that, because I mean it's all like you know, generic rule set, kind of like Kings of War, like, oh, I have Crushing Strength. Okay, well, Crushing Strength is this. So we already know mm-hmm. what it does. No question about it. You know, it's pretty straightforward. So, cool. You guys yeah, been I'm, getting I'm any interested. games in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just got back from California, and I went out to hang out with the guys from Club Capri, the West Coast uh, Hammer Time guys, and was able to meet up with them this last week. And... Uh, get some get some kings of war games in we didn't play any warhammer whatsoever because i think just everybody's over it Um, (laughs) i called it (laughs) yeah we played none because they were just like oh maybe we'll get some like bayou practice and i was like i don't need any practice for bayou if i lose a game it's because i fucked up because (laughs) i've got 60 plus games in with this army it's not the best army it's just i'm really good with it so um it was just more of everybody showed up. They were asking me a bunch of rules questions because they've only got, you know, like Fred's got probably the most experience with it so far. 
and uh, he's got you know five, six, seven, eight games under his belt, and you know everybody had lots of questions. So just making clarifications as far as you know my understanding of the rules goes, and a lot of us have actually taken the time to really read through the rules over and over and over, and they didn't really have a copy of the PDF rules of the actual rule book, so I sent them that so they had it. But lots of questions and answering questions, and it was kind of crazy because a couple of them, you know, when they showed up, they're like, eh, you know, we'll play some Kings of War, but we don't know if we really like it that much. And by the time we were leaving at the end of the day, they were just like, okay, yes, totally, I dig this, I can see where it can be good, I'd like to go actually put together a list that makes sense now, and and uh, stuff like that. So, um, you know, the first game I was just there walking around and helping people with the rules, and then I played three games and crushed everybody's hobby really hard. And, <laughs> um, but I mean, it was it was fun. It was it was a good kickback. Um, everybody had a good time, drank some beer. Um, they seem to be kind of in the same uh, predicament that we are. You know, they're just kind of done with the whole Warhammer thing. Like regardless of what happens with, um, you know, a possibility for ninth edition or an eight point five or anything like that, because they're just like you know, it's it's one of those things. Like you know, how many times, how many times is that abusive husband gonna beat you before you leave it? You know what I mean? GW is that abusive husband that just keeps on hitting you and eventually you just got to say i'm tired of this shit and leave it for you know someone that wants you to come play their system so you know mantic has that whether it's in you know kings of war right now it's in its second edition it's going to go places for sure we were supposed to have rob fanufon tonight from uh, the countercharge podcast and uh, ohio hammer and it just got too late because I just got it back in and stuff. And he'll be on with us after Bayou to kind of go over Kings of War with us and his thoughts on it and what he sees, you know, what he's been seeing. And the feedback from them, because they've been playing Kings of War for a while. We're just kind of getting into it, but we're all pretty advanced tournament players. So we kind of have a we have a pretty good take on it instantaneously. But I'm loving it. I've said it multiple times. I 100% mean it. I think that... Kings of War is as good or better than 8th edition. In my personal opinion, I've had more fun playing Kings of War the past couple weeks than I have in 8th edition. The rules are clear. I know what I can do with the units. I think that, I think that people are giving them grief just because like the model quality and stuff, which is going to come in time. You know, They've got 20 employees or something like that over there, and I think that you know, give give them a year. <laughs> you know, they listen to their players. You know, they'll they'll fix the, the new models are great. So I I think that it's gonna go places. West Coast, those guys have been saying they want to play the game system that we want to play, and we want to play the game system they want to play. And they've all said if we're gonna travel for any tournaments, they want to travel to Texas to play. They want to mm-hmm. play in Texas and they want to play in California. They don't really care what everybody else does. It would be nice if everybody gets on the same boat so that we can, you know, all play the game system and we still see those familiar faces we always see. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's going to have to be, you know, something everybody's got to give it a try. And what I told them was, you know, my first three games of Kings of War, I was like, eh, it's okay, or, you know, it's good. It 
and then I got to like game six, game ten, or whatever, and you really start to open up and see the nuances of the game. So I would challenge anybody who's just like, oh, it's okay, give it time and play it more, and you'll see that it's actually a lot more tactical than just building a super disc lord and running him around and killing everything because you have a special character that's amazing. It just It's not like that. There's no one overpowered unit, so that was the take back from them and from me for the weekend. And you know, there was ten guys all giving feedback, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see where Kings of War goes from from this point on. That's great to hear. I was swapping emails back and forth with Fred Whitney some this week, and yeah, he uh, he seemed very excited about it. Yeah, we talked a lot about it this weekend, so. Mark, you uh, get anything in other than playing against my heinous demon list? No, I I hadn't played anything. Um, I guess I've been more in the politicking side sure. of the the hobby because I've been talking to a lot of guys. Um, a lot of guys are tweeting me their ideas. A lot of people are sending me emails and sending me texts on you know what they think or what their region is talking about. And I mean. A vast majority of what you've said, Jeff, is reflected in what I'm hearing from a lot of players is most of them see Kings of War as the good alternative, and then the ones that don't still kind of like it, but they mm-hmm. just don't think that there's a complexity there. And I I mean, I agree with you. I think there is a complexity there. The complexity isn't how can I how can I uber-customize something up. Mm-hmm. It's more of how can I make my movement and my unit choices maximize, you know, my playability on the table. And I think that's the nuance of where Kings of War is more tactful than uh, than fantasy. Because in fantasy, you can flub movement, and as long as you can six dice a spell, you can still win the game. Uh, yeah. Know, as long as you've got the unkillable character, you can still go rock an entire unit of guys. Yep. Uh, in Kings of War... You make a mistake in movement, and you pay for it. And that happens in fantasy, too, but the stakes are way higher if you give up a flank or give up a rear. Oh, totally. In this game, as opposed to that game, so it's all about placement. It's all about pulling your opponent out, getting them to give you something, and, and, you know, doing your feints and, and blocks to stop them from being able to execute whatever their game plan is. Um, so I, I agree with you there. Uh, I just haven't been able to play. I've been playing around with lists, you know, while I sit on freaking conference calls about all these stupid, <laughs> stupid right. people at work. But, um, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how this change has kind of synergized half of the, you know, the United States player base. Um, yeah. a lot of people are, realizing that they don't have to stay with that one game system and there's so many people playing with so many different things it's really encouraging to see you know it's kind of scary because you're worried about the entire community just kind of flaking off and going into nothingness yeah but but at the same time like it's really encouraging to see hey this guy's playing these three or four different game systems maybe i should give it a try hey this guy really likes you know this you know the the midwest guys are all about infinity and I know nothing about it, but given that they're on top of it the way they are, it, it really makes me want to look at it. So yeah, just stuff like that. Um, it's it's kind of cool. It's it's almost like being a new 
after playing for 18 plus years and doing tournaments consistently and being the veteran for so long to to be the new guy on the scene and try and figure out how how does this game you know how how is how is the temperature of the waters over in this game system how are the players like you know what what is it it's kind of an interesting feeling to go through it again. Um, yeah, well, in, in my take different. on it was it, it, it. This is a really good time to be getting into Kings of War because the whole system's changing. So those guys that you know kind of played it in you know the its its first version, like they have they have a pretty good idea of how the game system works. But like just hopping into it, you can actually pick up this game system pretty quick. So everybody hopping in at this you know second edition. It's a really, really good jumping off point for a lot of people to get into it and get interested in it. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not even really talking about the game system itself. Right. Like, everybody can figure out the X's and O's. Yeah, oh, totally. Longer. I get that. What I'm more interested in is it's really cool to be going out to these Kings of War forums mm-hmm. and somebody posts a question and then the guy that literally wrote the freaking rule Right. responds the same day or within yep. an hour, you know, and, and clinically breaks down, like, how the rule was intended to be written and how the rule should be executed in that scenario. Yeah. And he gives feedback, and you never saw that with GW. Like, no. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, you did. It's a whole new world, man. Like, <laughs> you GW saw it in, in a month that. and a half. You saw it in a year and six oh, months dude. when they did an FAQ every yeah, yeah. Every... You would be would be yeah. lucky if they did an FAQ on something. Like they yeah. do an FAQ on stupid stuff like, oh, yep. we didn't mean to put that extra word in there. But yeah. the really heinous stuff like what do we do with predatory fighter? Uh, I don't know, figure it out yourself. Like yeah. that just that oh man, it just it's so cool to see a company that does that and that reaches out. Like totally. Jim Bailey posted something on the I think it's the US Kings of War page. Yeah, I saw that, yep. And and Alessio Cavator freaking responded to him, man. <laughs> right? It was insane. It's like, this is the dude that literally wrote the entire game. Like, he's the, the brainchild of how this game right. executed. And he's sitting there posting on Jim Bailey's stuff. And, and that's another thing. Like, guys like Jim Bailey, who saw 8th edition Warhammer and just said, nope, I'm done with this, and walked away. <laughs> like... Kings of War has got this dude so excited. He's going to drive out to Bayou. And so here we go, like, loop it back into Bayou, right? Right, yeah. He's going to drive out to Bayou, not to play in the tournament, but to hang around and, and get to know some of the guys again because, you know, he hasn't been in the scene for a couple of years. But the main reason he's driving from San Antonio to Houston is to play Kings of War. Yep. And, and and demo that and let people see it because he's so on board with this game. It's just yep. so cool. It's it's you know because Jim's one of my Warhammer heroes, so to see Jim come out <laughs> of the rafters and and get back into the hobby, it's great. Yeah, and I think uh, I think with everything changing over the way we're we're currently in this transitional phase, it could be really fun depending on how we try to structure structure up the systems. Um, whether it ends up being, you know, just the five games where we're used to playing with like Warhammer or we go to a six or seven game format and then having time open at the end of the day or something like that, where 
you could have like a game like Darklands or Dead Zone or something like that that's played after, you know, at the end of your day where you have like a little miniature tournament or just another game system that everybody can come and play at night, you know, for open gaming and, and play a secondary game system or, you know, third game system or something like that where you can have guys like Ryan who's like, oh, yeah, you know, come Friday night, we're going to do a game of Darklands, and then Saturday night, we're also going to do a game of Darklands. And, or, you know, you could do a big mega battle of Darklands where you've got four people on each side running different factions and doing some big narrative story or, you know, something like that. It could be fun, I think. So it's just something you didn't really see in the Warhammer community when we were playing Warhammer. You kind of show up, play your Warhammer, you might get a pick up game of warhammer that night you know but it was all kind of you know one system all the time always and you know i don't i don't think i'm gonna we're gonna see that like like that anymore i hope you're right so you know i'm i did the comparison to a friend of mine uh back when i was first in the hobby when i discovered reaper miniatures existed and there were other mini companies <laughs> right that's how i feel my gaming has developed because i played Mordheim, i've played other stuff i've played i played first edition kings of war off and on but i never really committed to games yeah i'll yeah. play that. i've got a box of incursion that i've played twice it's right. just gonna sit there forever probably not because right. it's not a good game but because you know i don't play most of the time and all i play is at gt's sure well, and, and that was that was the thing like gw had such a, a monopoly on yep. that gamer mentality for most of you know most of the people in in the areas that I run like the guys who played fantasy played fantasy the guys who play 40k play 40k and they don't really venture out into other systems some no. of them don't get me wrong yeah. they do I, I understand that but what I'm saying is like the vast majority of guys like I'm not going I'm not I'm not lying I literally only played fantasy like I played Mordheim, I did Necrom, like I did the side games, but they were all GW games. Um, but like I just play fantasy. Like I was just satisfied playing fantasy. I was happy with that. And now that they've come in and blown that up, it's it's like go, you know, go taste the world. You know, it's it's like drinking one type of beer. You know, that beer that you grew up on, and and then you know you finally get your taste buds and you go to like you know a sampling or something and you try eight or ten different beers and you're like holy shit there's there's a billion amazing beers right here. i'm gonna go drink them all it, it, it's it's kind of like that for me like there's just so many different options out there now that it's just really cool to be in that mode where like you can venture into something you know well speaking of uh beers and tournaments uh we have we have bayou that we're we're all heading out to tomorrow which is in which is in Houston. We'll be playing um, Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition for that. Um, all the all the lists have been turned in. Everybody's all set up. Um, me and Mark are driving out first thing in the morning. What uh, what beer are you guys bringing out with you? And uh, you know what are you what are you most excited about to see from Bayou this year? And what's your expectations, Ryan? Um, I intend to get just drunk enough that I can run demo games of Darkland Saturday night through one or two games, and then I'm just going to be gone. Um, I'm going to go have a lot of fun. I'm going to prompt provoke games of beer hammer with people. I'm if I go zero and five, I am perfectly happy with that result at this point. 
Um, as for what beers I'm bringing, I have no idea. Uh, Justin Belusic and I usually ride together, and we have a tradition of going to Specs on our way out of town on and just out, loading right. up the back <laughs> of the car. Um, we did it. We do it for Lone Wolf every year. We'll probably do it for Bayou this year. So I don't know. I'm gonna just randomly grab stuff. Um, if I have to pick one, I'm gonna go after Oscar Blue's Old Chub, just because I uh, feel like getting some yeah. Chub in my mouth. That's you're well, to fight well Robbie put. over that. Well put, yeah. You don't get the nitro, Robbie will, Robbie will pilfer it. So, Mark, I know what you're bringing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I went out and I, I hung out at Collective yesterday and I got $100 worth of petite golden sour that I'm going to be bringing Boom. down. Uh, Yum. Six, 64 ounces, 32 ounces, and 32 ounces. So I'm bringing three growlers. Uh, and I've got a spare one. I may bring another one, um, but we'll see. And then I'm just going to bring, I'm like I'm probably going to bring the five or six uh, Maui Kolsch's that I've got left. And then I've All got right. one of those goes from, uh, who made that goes, Ryan? Do you remember? Uh, Real Ale? N- was it oh, Real no, Ale? no. No, no, it was the... Uh, I'm thinking that of the blackberry crit- goes that your your wife liked. Uh, Odell. Yeah, Odell. Odell's got that yeah. one. Yeah. And then I've got the Odell uh, throat cutter or trout cutter or whatever it's called. Trout cutter. Trout I may, cutter. Yeah. I may be bringing some of that too. Uh, and I've got I've got a thing of dragon's milk. I don't know if I'm going to bring in that though because oh, <sighs> dragon's milk's good stuff. I'll bring it. I mean, I don't mind. I've I've got it in a growler. There's a lot of it. Yeah, I we just, still gotta. When I crack it, I just I gotta make sure everybody drinks it, you know. Yeah, we gotta figure That's out what, what brewery, enjoy. what brewery we're gonna hit up on uh, Friday night yeah, out there. So we gotta figure it out, Jeff, because yeah. uh, I was I'm looking at the map right now. Okay. And St. Arnold's is kind of close to where we're gonna be. I want to. Is say. it? Good? But the Friday night, right? I mean, we need to be open on Friday. Yeah, night. we're talking about Friday midday. Yeah, yeah. Night. Yeah, yeah, midday. Yeah, we, we we go to lunch, and then after lunch, we go to the brewery. Yeah, for all you tournament noobs, show up Friday, like early Friday, like yeah, midday your, at the latest. Get your vacation on, man. Take get, a three-day. Get there, drink lots of beer, get super hammered Friday night, so that when you wake up on Sunday night to play game one, you're, already, you're already toasted. Yep. Hashtag hangover heroes. Hangover heroes. That's right, man. Um, yeah. I'm, well, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking Saint Arnold is yeah. the one we need to go to. Yeah, I'm down for that. Well, Mark's bringing out growlers. my growler of petite golden sour stuff. So I'm some. bringing Ryan's growler too. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I'm gonna probably bring some Odell milk stout, uh, and then uh, a couple couple of singles I still got chilling over here. Um. I I got a bunch of California beers, but those are coming back with my wife this Sunday, so we'll be enjoying those back here in uh, Fort Worth when we get back. So got plenty of beer, but didn't want to pay to do another uh, do another checked bag. So so, so check this out: St. Arnold's Tap Room opens at two p.m. Friday. But I'll be go hit, I... we go down there, hit up that Vietnamese place. I, I think that's the plan, man. I think Booyah. we hit the Vietnamese place, and then we go hit uh, St. Arnold, and then roll back, hopefully do it before or after Houston traffic at 5 o'clock on a Friday. 
And uh, yeah, how, man. That's how we do. Well, to cover Bayou a little bit here uh, for everyone, um, what is this, like year 12 or 13 for them? Uh, it's 11. 11? Is it 11 or 12? It's something like that. They and Alamo are the same age. Uh, Alamo's yeah. about to do our 11th. Oh, okay. But they That's are... right, because they had the X on the glasses last year. So yeah, yep. you're right. They're one of our longest running tournaments out here, and uh, it, it, it is <laughs> after a lone wolf. Yeah. After lone wolf, yeah, and Alamo longest uninterrupted tournament. Yeah, there you go. Um, Shut up. So they'll be doing. <laughs> they did panel comp. It's not Swedish or anything like that. I believe it's win loss draw with a sixteen uh, four with four battle points. Um, should Pretty be sure a fun. That's what they're doing. Yeah, it should be a fun weekend. They don't really change it up a whole bunch. They kind of have the same scenarios every year. Um, Rick Hoy runs that currently, and Sean Bright and uh, Jeff Daniels from the Hangover Heroes group of ours um, are currently helping them out with that. So looking forward to hanging out with those guys. Um, the idea is that we're all going to go down there. We're going to play our our normal events we're gonna hook up and play some kings of war uh friday night saturday night as well as Darklands, and uh and hang out so we will we will definitely get back to everybody with a recap on that and um what well, the I, what the I mean, feeling a lot is of us, a lot of us try and post pictures up during games yeah. of the stuff that goes on too so if you want to live vicariously through twitter you know you yeah. can find us there and we'll be posting pics probably Go ahead and plug that, Mark, so we so people can look at it this weekend if they want. Well, I mean, it's just our three Twitter handles. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first podcast, I think we covered it there. But, I mean, I guess if you want to say it again, we can throw our names out there, too. Yeah, I'm uh, at HumbleJeff13. I'm at Beerwog with three A's. And I'm at CapAMR05. So, yeah. We'll, and you can uh, also we'll follow you can also follow the beer phase one, which is Mark. Yep, I've got a toggle on that, and I'm, when I meet you guys up this weekend, uh, I'll, I'll show you how to do it, and then that way you guys can post on it from your phones too. Yeah, we'll probably do a hashtag at the beer phase and stuff like that for all of our picks and stuff like that we're dropping anyway. So I'm gonna be drunk and forget to do that. Full, yeah, probably. Yeah. Full disclosure. Probably. <laughs> probably. So, so here's the cool thing for you folks that are not fantasy buffs. Um, the nice thing about Warhammer tournaments in the South is each different tournament has kind of an atmosphere. Yep. And and a personality of its own. Um, Alamo is super drunk. Um, Lone Wolf tends to be a very competitive room, uh, and a lot of fun shenanigans happen in the wee hours. But Bayou has this tradition where everybody goes and does their thing, and then they come back, and they they either have Giant Bash or they have their game Saturday night. And then literally everybody stays down in the downstairs lobby where the, the, the game hall is and basically just drinks until like 3 or 4 in the morning. Yep. And we've we've had dudes wrestle Finnish members of parliament. We've had <laughs> uh we've had guys get so drunk that they forget where they are. Like it's just it's it's high comedy. 
and there's always something crazy going on. Uh, Jordy Murray, spider monkey, jumped onto Cody's face and broke his nose. Uh, like, all sorts of crazy shit happened um, down there at Bayou at late, late in the morning. And it's awesome because everybody has their own beers. Everybody brings stuff. So it's just a big community of, like, I don't know, Ryan, what do you, what do you think? Like, 20, 25, 30 guys? And yeah, it, it started uh, off small, and now it's usually 25 to 30. Yeah, maybe in the tw- lower 20s sometimes, but... Well, I mean, it always tapers off, you know? Yeah. People um, get tired and go to bed for some reason. Right. It, it starts out with, like, 30, 35 people. It's pretty cool. Everybody's yeah, in their own little groups, and people just kind of float around and talk. It's it's fun. I think they got uh, currently, like, 80, 80 or so registered for this year. I think they for, were at 85... Yeah, eighty six, something like that. But I know they've had drops. But yeah. they, they are, I mean, that's that's a tournament. You always that's have that. how it goes. Yep. Yep. So anybody so who's the, listening that uh, for some reason they're listening tomorrow, uh, it's the first games on Saturday, and I think they'll have an opening or two. So yeah, if yeah, you want to come, come, come out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool that like what roughly half of the tournament starts out drinking downstairs at like <laughs> nine or 10 o'clock at night and stays there for the next five or six hours or until yeah. the staff comes and tells us to shut up. Yeah, it's, they do that. They've only just, had to do it once so far. It's just a really, no, they've done it multiple times. It's just everybody <laughs> forgets. Yeah. Just, just a real good in-depth kind of personality of, of that tournament. So anybody, you know, whatever, whatever game system we move to next year, you know, if, if you're interested in stuff like that, absolutely come down because Bayou is the first tournament I ever went to. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I've only missed it twice. Um, once for getting married and once for one of our anniversaries. So, I mean, I, I never miss Bayou. It's great. Cool. Um, I mean, it's getting to the late hours here and I gotta get it posted, but, uh, any closing thoughts for you guys? And on top of that, um, Mark's been posting for you know what what you guys want to what beers you guys want us to review because we're gonna start a new segment where you guys can you know Twitter us or Facebook us or whatever and uh, let us know what type of beer whether it's lager porter stout yada yada or a specific beer that you guys want us to go out drink give you our uh, our input on. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start throwing those up on per episode. We'll go out. We'll find a way to get them. Or, uh, I mean, or you can as... send them to us. Or you can send them to us. I mean, we're not going to stop you from sending <laughs> them gonna, to us. I'm not going to not drink. We'll drink all your, all drink all your beer. Um, but you know, some some asshole is going to send like PBR or something. Oh gosh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Which I'll drink PBR. I don't care. When right, it's three right. in the morning at Bayou and we're down in the lobby and the beer runs out, I'll drink PBR. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we all we all drink a lot of different types of beer. We know what we're talking about on beer. Uh, most of us uh, brew beer as well, so we're we're big into that uh, entire scene. So we, uh, I, I know Ryan Ryan's been brewing a bunch of beers, and we um, we brewed twenty two different beers for Moonshine GT uh, a couple months ago. So. If you guys want to try any of our stuff, 
make sure you make it to next year's Moonshine GT, where when you buy your tournament ticket, you get unlimited beer for the entire weekend. So make sure you don't miss that. You know something I, I want to try? Uh, Firewheel, which is a brewery out in East Dallas. Uh huh. They're not that, that they're not that great of a brewery. They're not quite there yet. But um, I was kind of clicking through, and they've got a sake beer. Oh, nice! Like sake barrel so aged, or uh, it's like a sake. Or it's blonde. like a blend. I got you. Uh, it was fermented with sake yeast, apparently. So. Huh. And, it's got, and it's got mosaic hops in it too, so it's a little hoppy, and it's like, uh, like uh, I've got to try this fucking beer. There's, I don't know the phone. I, I will not be able to live with myself if I don't get this beer. Sake is almost your kryptonite, Mark. I love fucking sake, man. He awesome. loves him some sake. Go through like two giant bottles a week, <laughs> or a night. I mean, I don't know. All right, well. Make sure you guys uh, send us what you're what you're wanting us to review for beers next time, and uh, we'll we'll get you guys some reviews on those. We will be back with uh, episode three shortly after Bayou. Um, we will be talking with Rob Frenu from Countercharge about some oh, yeah. King, Kings of War action and uh, his current take on what's going on over there, and um, I believe that's. Uh, we will also be going on to the Countercharge podcast, which is Countercharge and Ohio Hammer, um, kind of talking about what's going on down here in the South so they can get our our intake on what's going on there too because the tournament scene is currently shifting quite a bit. So we're just trying to touch base with all the different regions right now and uh, kind of get their intake on stuff, just connect you guys to all the regions from – you know, one podcast so you kind of get an idea from what's going on the West Coast and Midwest and Southeast. And so we're going to do our best to always have someone, at least every other episode, come on from another region and uh, talk to you guys a little bit about what's going on over there. And and uh, we will require them to be giving a beer review as well. It's a requirement, damn it. So... Until then, we'll talk to you guys next time, uh, probably within the next week or so. I'm ready for Bayou. What about you guys? I'm ready. Well, yeah. I'll be ready in four hours. Jeff, yeah, if you want to, if you want to pack up and drive right now, I'll, we can go right now. <laughs> drive all night. No, I'd like to sleep in a bed tonight. That'd be great. Swing by <laughs> on the way. All right, fellas. I'll see you guys tomorrow evening. Later. Later, guys. <laughs>